There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is a public service announcement for Dumpty Dummers everywhere. It's Jan Mitchell calling in to encourage you to join the Dumpty Dum Patreon team. For a small donation of $2 a show, you will get access to extra content like Royfield's fabulous interviews. Anya, who plays Alexi, of course, and Headley, who plays the mysteriously missing Kathy. Those interviews really enriched my enjoyment of The Archers. And I'm really looking forward to the next one with Becky Wright, who played Nick Grundy. Please consider supporting our wonderful Dumpty Dum creative team. You won't be disappointed. Oh, and by the way, no one asked me to do this. This is all on me. Bye, everybody. Hey, Dumpty Dummers all around the world. It's uh, Northern Star again. This is a, a different kind of Dumpty Yes, I know. This is a very uh, special kind of Dumpty Dum that I'm just learning. So, um, this is something I actually figured out with my snorty boy since he's here. If I start clapping with the, clapping the Dumpty Dum, he settles down. Anyway, uh, here it goes. As soon as she stops, he starts again. Yeah, genius. <laughs> That's definitely our youngest Dumpty Dumber so far. Absolutely. Uh, but folks, as well as um, a remedy to, to soothe your little babe, this is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the celebration of life that is Royfield Brown. <laughs> That's a bit of a... <laughs> Bit of a dummy dummy joke there, and with me I have the seventy-two hambaps that is Lucy Freeman, and the last part of Nick's funeral arrangement, folks, is you. Now this week's uh, dummy dum is from Northern Fingers and a snotty little boy. Oh, he sounded lovely. He did very. Cute. Probably a little bit bunged up, but he sounded absolutely lovely. Uh, but Lucy, 
someone mm-hmm. else wants to send us in a dum-de-dum if you want to clap it hum it play it on their kazoo or even have an orchestra or a choir how can they do that if you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction, or take on four hundred pigs on a whim, then call us on o two o three o five, or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, and for doing the dumpty dogs. Shambridge for her voices. Isabel McCurdy, who helps Royfield out and is up the clangor, and those two things are not remotely connected. Mike Hatton for his character <laughs> count, and Derek Flo in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek's lying down in his room at the moment. He's just popped a tracksuit on and had 10 minutes with Kiki Pratchett, which he described as sport relief. Yay. On this week's... We've got a lot of calls, Lucy. We did, from new people. I know, lovely. Um, On this week's episode, we have calls from Hannah May, Vicky... Oh, my Vicky. Uh, Witherspoon, Bly Spirit. There's something about Bly Spirit's voice I really like, but like Mm. in a kind of like inflict pain on me type of way and I, it's, <laughs> it, it, seriously like, she's, she's kind of a bit hurt and i and i like it uh boulder <laughs> who's, who's new julie atkinson and curious alice but first before we go into the deep psyche of my sexual prowess oh, is completely the wrong word my, my, my sexual what lucy well you don't ask me if it's not <laughs> prowess then what are you no failure mm. disappointment yeah. There you go. Failure and disappointment. No, no, those are the accurate words. Uh, It's (laughs) Lucy V. Freeman and her week in Ambridge. We began the week at Greenwood Cottage. What do you fancy doing after Nick's funeral? Asked Alan jovially. Well, I don't think I fancy going on anywhere, said William doubtfully. Oliver was like the angel of death with a checkbook, trotting round the village spraying checks like a geezer. I didn't even know he was back, to be honest. Where's he been? Not that I care. I'm too worried about what the hell is happening with the fair brethren. Now, Rex knows about geese and cleaning vomit off car seats. I can believe that. I can also believe that Toby knows about geese, a little tiny bit about lambs, and about gin, but I wouldn't even endorse him on LinkedIn for that. Since when did either of them know anything about bloody pigs? Why has Neil not approached Ed, who has at least a nodding acquaintance with looking after livestock? If a parachuting business came up in the village, would Toby be urging Rex to have a crack at that? Pigs are complex, intelligent animals prone to various health conditions. The fair brethren seem to just take on these projects with the casual interest of someone agreeing to water their neighbour's garden. Stand by for a field full of dead pigs and a mystified-looking wreck scratching his head. He fed them loads of grain and couldn't understand why they couldn't get on their perches. Over at home farm, Brian is going doolally. He was nattering it to Adam, who's worried he still can't fill all his slots, which doesn't sound like Adam at all. And then Brian said, we can't afford to waste tractor time. Oh, I love that show. Tractor time, tractor time. Having turned Ambridge into Salisbury, Brian has now decided to fix everything. (laughs) Everything by throwing money at it. Oliver is wandering around the village clockwise with a checkbook full of munificence and Brian is wandering around the other way, waving his wallet about. It's all my fault, you know, probably. All of it. Would you like some money? So far, he has decided to book masseurs for spiritual hummus and accidentally came across Kiki Pratchett trying to spam Jim's octave. Then he tried to make Adam happy by giving him a huge lorry load of soil to sample to his little heart's content. 
Then he bought lunch for a group of men in the pub. They were wearing high-vis jackets, so Brian assumed they were the decontamination team. They weren't, actually. They were a local road crew filling holes on the Borchester bypass. But when Brian sees someone in utility wear, he doesn't look that closely. He's allowing Kate to indulge her inner Donald Trump and he's building her a wall, not to keep the Mexicans out, but to keep the Sophies in. He offered to massage some of her clients. <laughs> Kate refused to let him on the grounds if they were local. He'd probably had a bash at them already. And he was last seen in the Bridge Farm dairy struggling to put a hygiene hairnet over his tweed cap so he could give Clary a hand filling the yogurt pots with E. coli before the National Judging Panel for the Food and Farming Wards came round. Not that it's made any difference. He told Jenny about his good works and she just stared at him and said, you bastard, Brian, or words to that effect. If he told her he'd given Piggy one of his kidneys, she'd just say, and what about the other one? Adam managed the impossible and got dumped by Michael before he'd even got started. They met in the pub and Michael told him he felt he was toxic. It's not me, it's you, he said. You cannot join our soil club because you are a dirty, dirty boy. Here you go. I only got you a half because you'll not be stopping long. And now the big news of the week. No, not that Will Grundy's log pile is now bigger than his house. It's that Shula has given Alistair the bum's rush. It started when she announced that she wanted to take three months off to go and look after three-legged horses on a beach. There's loads of knackered old donkeys at Margate, Shula. Go and look after them. You don't need to fly anywhere and you'll have lots of change out of your two grand. But like all these charity things, it seems to involve something that looks suspiciously like a holiday with a thin layer of piety over the top. Who sponsor me to go and play with baby chimpanzees in the Maldives? It's going to be awful, but I shall struggle through. <sighs> Alistair sees enough three-legged horses and didn't fancy it, but he was bright enough to twig that Shula might be a little bit bored. So he suggested a surprise. Shula envisaging an evening full of nipple tassels and whipped cream, whizzed off to Fabrice of Felpersham to get ready. She was going to go for the full Brazilian, but ended up with the Brexit. That's where things look clear enough from a distance, but when you get up close, you can't tell what the hell's going on. <laughs> Upon return, she discovered Alistair had bought her a lump of tamarind instead for a curry, so she ground that in one of her nipple cups and then told her that there was no way he could compete with a three-legged horse and that she was off. She cleared off to the bull in its frequent guise as Heartbreak Hotel. It is a rule of ambush that anyone who has split up with a partner moves into the bull. In fact, Lillian's in and out of there so often they've had to fit a revolving door. And then Kenton came to pick up Shula's pants, don't ask, and found the book she'd been reading. <laughs> the History of Oedipus. I don't know where you are, Dorothy Love, but if I were you, I'd keep moving and carry a loaded gun. The end. Oh, that was a triumph this week. You know what? There was a large layer of funny on that. Well done, Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smashing. Um, last week in Ambridge, before we go to the calls, um, mm-hmm. what, 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 what took, you know, what took you by, by surprise the most? Not what, well, what, hmm, go. I don't think it was surprise. I just, mm-hmm. I could, uh, they're in a really difficult position. It's, but it, <laughs> okay, when someone when has turning round to a husband of twenty odd years and saying, "I'm leaving," not mm. "I'm thinking of leaving," not "I've fallen yeah. out with you, out of love with you." What are we going to do about it? that? Didn't take you by surprise. Um. Um. Well, it's kind of didn't because I was listening on the omnibus and I'd seen all the Twitter stuff, so I kind of knew <laughs> what was coming. But um, I think. The thing is with with Shula, she doesn't do anything by half measure. So she didn't say, let's go to relate. Let's go to this, that or the other. She was just like straight in. Bang. I'm not going to listen to anybody. I've thought about this. I've decided. That's it. Whoosh. Off she goes. Um, 
But I don't, I never get the feeling with Shula that she ever actually, it's like somebody swimming and they're going through the motions. They look like they're swimming, but their feet are still in the bottom of the pot of the pool. And she never took her feet off the bottom with Alistair. It was all, it's always been Mark. And then it's always been Daniel. And he's never had a look in really. Mm, I think that's fair. I also think that she, though, well, I'm going to jump ahead a little because I'm actually going to contradict myself. So I, I was about to say that she is emotionally stunted. Mm-hmm. But because she has this um, lovely middle class voice and because she goes to church and she's so in inverted commas nice, you don't realise actually how sheltered and stunted she actually yeah. is. Yeah. And, and for me... I was utterly shocked. I don't mind admitting. She's fallen out of love with her husband. She's fallen out of love with him. But, you know, she did say, let's go off to see the Northern Lights. Um, She, she, in her own way, she has tried to to reach out to him. And yes, the, 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 the making of curry was the last, was the last straw. But I don't understand how you can be married to somebody for so many years and not turn around to them and say, I'm falling out of love with you. What are we going to do? Mm. You know, she, she yeah. can talk about him and his lack of communication, but it's hers as well. She's equally to yeah. blame. Yes, yeah. he's incredibly boring, for want of a better word. And, and really what it is, is complacent. And we yes. all get yeah. complacent in yeah. relationships. We, yeah. we all do. Yeah. And we all yeah. need a kick up the backside every now and then to remind us we've got, to, got, we've got to put the effort in. And she didn't do that uh, in a very clear way. She can't communicate. Forget him and his lack of communication skills. And, and I just... Well, it was, and, it was, go. It, it was like that, that, that weird... When, she, when this sort of all started, do you remember that phase she went through of doing things like... Um, uh um she'd she'd sort of uh arrange a, a really lovely meal without telling him and mm. then have a silent fit at him when he didn't turn up on time but he didn't yeah. turn up on time because he had no idea it was happening so you're absolutely right and i think we forget actually that she's a bit thick she's just not very bright absolutely. it's not just it's, it's not sort of emotional in, in, I mean she doesn't have any of the emotional intelligence that Caroline had and I think Caroline kind of fulfilled Caroline kind of explained the world to Shula to a certain extent and that she was like ah, you know and sort of made her think about things but on her own she's an absolute dead loss absolutely absolutely and you think about some of the other female characters are around about the same age maybe a little bit older like jennifer whatever you want to say about Mm. jennifer she's made a pact with brian that okay you did what you did in the past but you keep me in nice kitchens and the lifestyle which i want to be accustomed to so i'll let it go but jennifer's not stupid she's bang on the money in emotionally and she will confront brian when needs be this i just found you know, shocking in its mealy-mouthedness. I just thought, you know what, yeah. Alistair, you're best out of it, mate. Let a twin come round and yeah. pick up the drawers, you know, you know, whatevs yeah. is what I thought. I thought it was quite nice, actually, when he said, look, if you want to go off and do this horses on a beach thing, then go. And she seemed to be absolutely furious with that. And I thought, you know, he's not, he's saying, he's, expressing his needs i don't want to go i appreciate that you do i will happily look after things here while you go off and do it and i thought mm. that was quite nice 
And she she behaved as if he'd, you know, oh, right, fine, but you don't mind if I go off for three months then. In that case, I'll go off forever. So as you write, you know, it's sort of like, oh, stop being so childish. Well, I, I understand that she wanted to do something with him and she wants to go away where, you know, they're not looking at the village day in, day out and the stables. So it's somewhat exciting to do something with her husband. I understand that. But you know what? She should have clearly said that. She should have clearly said that. You know, Alistair, you know what? Where's the passion? When's the last time we had a bit of nookie? When's the last time you surprised me with anything? Book your ideas up. Otherwise, I'm going to have to walk. That's what you do. That's what sensible, emotionally rounded adults do. But then when, when they went to the pub for the quiz night... Mm. And then, and then uh, they could, their teammates couldn't turn up. It was um, Rex and Anisha, wasn't it? They were both busy and they couldn't come. She couldn't yeah. wait to go home. She said, "Oh, fine, right, we'll go. Good, we'll just go home. Then we could do with an early night." And he said, "No, I want to stay. I'm gonna. I want to have fun." And she said, "No, no." And then she sort of reluctantly, grudgingly stayed and sulked all the way through it. Mm. You know, so she's. It, it was. It's all on her side. It's all on her kind of terms. All of it. All of it. True, but. What I will say, though, it was, and I know that our our pal Uncle God Kerry has been getting lots of plaudits, but it was beautifully written and mm. the mundaneness of the, you know, getting getting the underwear and, mm. you know, oh, no, you know, what, what type Not of jeans? jeans that she goes out exactly. in, the other jeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Utterly yeah. brilliant. You know, there were and loads the fact that Alistair knew that's so hard. No, not those ones. She doesn't like that's her favorite cardigan. Yeah. You know, it, the fact that he, he's super, com, you know, complacent and, yeah. you know, he's culpable in this, but he does know his wife. He actually does because he knew yeah. she, was, she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Kenton, as always, striking completely the wrong <laughs> frivolous note while Alistair's life's collapsing around his ears. He's like, hello, mate. <laughs> Oh, shut up, Kenton. Um, well, to, to be fair, that's a, it's a tricky job to, you know, to pull off, isn't it? Yeah. You know, let's go around yeah. and, and get you. You just do it quietly, don't you? And just, I'm just getting a few things. I'm, you know, we'll, let's have a meet up and have a drink later or something like that. Not kind of try and engage him in, in you know, hilarious chit chat about pants. <laughs> oh, shut up, Kenton. <laughs> Not now. I also um, liked the, um, uh, well, I don't like, what mm. I don't like is the fact that because of all the funeral stuff, they're trying to sort of uh, lighten the mix. All this bloody sport relief stuff. I don't care how many steps anybody's walked. I really, really don't. I hate this. Every time that they're stuck for a bit of light relief, they get it's, it, They put in a competition. And it's mm. either Bert and, Bert and Joe about c- competing about the Flower and Produce show or it's about Shula competing with herself about chocolate over Lent or now it's about Fallon and Harrison and this kind of um, faux flirty com- competition over the you know, who's not moaning and everything. And you think villages, you know, they're not people in villages are not continually competing with each other. It's just not like that. There must be something else they can use as a device to kind of, you know, introduce a bit of light relief to something. You really get the sense that this is being mandated from high, don't you? You've got mm-hmm. to put yeah. this in because yes. you're part of the We've BBC. Got at least three matches of bloody sport relief. And we've yeah. done sepsis, tick, spore relief, tick. What's next? Mm. Oh. 
Uh, In light of what's going on with Russia, we'll probably get urgent um, edicts about somebody being hacked and uh, because they haven't changed their Wi-Fi password or something like that. That'll be the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On that note, shall we... Hmm go and listen to the because we've got not only a lot of calls but from all four bits of the planet haven't we from everywhere should we go listen to yes. them yeah all right Hello, Ambridge three nine six two. Who's first? Lucy? Um, uh, I don't mind who's first. You've got the buttons. You choose. All right. Why don't we go Kenya first? Okay. Hello, Dumpty Dummers all around the world. This is Vicky Cole in Kenya here. Hope everybody is well. I am in Kenya at the moment, although not for very much longer. We are going to be moving to Sri Lanka in May, so that's Ooh. all very exciting. So the Archers this week. I briefly and unexpectedly had a glimmering of respect for Shula at the beginning of the week when she'd come up with her idea for an adventure. I thought this was fantastic. She's almost 60. She's going to go away and do some good works in an exciting place. Um, And then Alistair didn't want to, which is fair enough, because she'd sprung it right on him out of nowhere. Um, So then in the next, oh, I should think about 15 seconds, I thought, well, maybe she can persuade Philip to go with her to build an orphanage or something, or Dr. (laughs) Locke to go with her to do some medical good works. And then I had one of them saving the other one's life and a raging (laughs) affair happening. And I thought this was a whole new Ambridge Extra series and it was all there ready formed in my head and then she blew it all by having a complete hissy fit that he didn't want to come with her I mean it seemed reasonable to me that if he didn't want to go he was still saying well you can go um then of course we had all the drama of her walking out but I suppose that would mean that my Ambridge extra plot could still happen so we shall see but poor old Alistair I mean this seems to have come completely out of the blue for him and I hope it will all be okay for him. And I, I fear that he may descend back into his gambling. Anyway, we shall see. I will be back in the UK in May. I don't know if there's any chance of a, a meet-up, because it would be great fun to see some of you. Um, hope so. All right, lots of love to everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Vicky. <gasps> Sri Lanka, how lovely. Mm. She does get around that Vicky Cole, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, her and Mister Cole. What is it that they do again? They, they have told us before. They're but spies. Well, that they're spies, and they're being chased by Interpol, or by the Wakandan Secret Service because they're stolen vibranium. Yes. All right. Oh, is that so one you of haven't seen it? Oh God. No. I never do what I'm told. You know that. Um. Well, I think Alistair is. I. Do, Alistair's one of those comfortable slippers type men who really appeal to a certain type of woman. And I think he might not be single for that long. Well, I was going to say the same, literally the same thing apart from the, uh, the, the comfortable slippers line. What would be really bloody nice, right, would be if we get uh, some, you know, new bit of fluff comes into the village and Alistair starts... Bit of fluff? Yeah. Sorry. Bit of middle-aged, middle-class fluff, you know, comes into you the mean village. A person, well, <laughs> a woman, a, a woman, yeah, a bit, of, yes. a bit, a bit of stuff for our Alistair, right? And he kind of bucks his ideas up a little, and then Shula sees, yeah, Shula sees yeah. that would be great, 
And she realizes, hmm, actually, this is the man that I fell in love with, you know, in the mid 1990s, etc., etc. The trouble is, mm. they, they were never, they were never, they were slippers from the start. They were never exciting. You know, I can't really remember how she met Alice. He, I know he came to the village and he was the vet. He was going out with, um, I think he was going out with Caroline first. As always, she would have just picked up Caroline's sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as okay. far as I remember, but, but, but he, he I was. And I, but I don't remember the dynamics of it is what I'm saying. Right. Like, you know, uh, Mark Shula died. has always been in love with Mark. Yeah. And she has never stopped being in love with Mark. And she's transferred all that love to Daniel. And Alistair was just there as a convenient vet. (laughs) You know, so she can get free, uh, cheap veterinary practice stuff for her horses. It's a business arrangement. Yes. Yes. So why is she getting upset now then? If it always was just strictly business. She's not, she's not, she's not getting upset. She's upset because... Of her sort of social position that she's got to tell everybody that something's gone wrong, that she's always felt like a staple part pillar of the community and pillars of the community don't go off, you know, on their own. Um, but Shula would be a Facebooker. All she has to do is a little Facebook status. Uh, you know, Alistair and I have separated. Uh, end of. You tell your mother because, you know, Jill's not going to be on Facebook. That's all you do. Job done. <laughs> well, she wouldn't Snapchat it, would she? <laughs> She's not the demographic for Snapchat. <laughs> what emoji would you have? <laughs> Hashtag all over. Anyway, um, who's next? Hannah May. Should we have next? All right, let's have Hannah I'm sorry, you're in charge of the buttons. No, no, no. Hannah May from Leeds. Here we go. Hello, Dumpty Dum. Hannah May from Leeds at Canoe Koala on Twitter. All I've got to say about this week is a lot of people saying that Sheila's having a midlife crisis, which fills me with a lot of dread because that means 60 more years of Sheila. Oh, love the show. Bye. I don't think a midlife crisis is quite that accurate. Um, do you know my um, my friend uh, mm. is um, his partner is uh, from now? Where's he from? He's from Korea. Okay. And uh, he kept banging on about he wanted to buy um, his his husband Busan. actually is from Korea. Sorry, Busan, Seoul. Y- yes, um, right. and uh, he kept banging That's on about. Cleared it up. Um, uh, <laughs> He kept banging on about that he wanted a, he wanted a sports car. They've got a mini, and he said, "I want a sports car." Mm. And um, and my friend said to him, "Oh, you're having a midlife crisis." And he said, "Am I? What's that?" So Henry described it to him, mm-hmm. and he thought, bless him, he thought it was a proper thing. He thought it was like a medical thing. So he went round saying to people, "Yes, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been a bit strange recently. I'm having a midlife crisis." Oh dear! <laughs> you say I've had the flu. <laughs> be a proper recognized thing i'm going to be a bit nuts for the next six months because i've decided i'm having a midlife crisis um i don't think it i know what you're saying hannah may but i don't think it is a midlife. i think it's i think it's just a life i don't think it's a midlife crisis i think it's just a life crisis she's just thought mm-hmm. i am so bored that's exactly it 
she's bored to high heaven isn't she yeah. and the, the the one tiny bit of release that she well, there's two bits of release that she gets um uh, being the boss of the stables she's passionately yeah. into that and then doing the hunt and her elevation uh you know because of oliver last year means the world to her uh but in in both aspects she's not really dealing with people you know it's it's all about her with dare I say kind of kind of dumb creatures and stuff mm-hmm. no that's not yeah. quite true because there's the whole social side to to the hunt ball yeah. uh which she did and she did did quite Oof. well but she's the, they're but fairly the poor... dumb creatures as well <laughs> but she's just so bored you, you put the put your mm. finger on there lucy she's just bored and we... also she is mourning for caroline and she's thinking right if i if that happens to me caroline's perfectly fine and then she's sitting by the pool and then pop and then she's gone if that happens to and Nick Grundy, you know, if that happens to me, do I really want my last week to have been spent saying to to Alistair, you know, we've run out of dishwasher fluid or whatever? No, you know what? That's a fair point about Caroline because though she never said to Caroline, or at least I don't remember her saying, "Oh, I'm bored with Alistair." She would mm. have had Alice. She would have had Caroline there, wouldn't she? In the last few mm-hmm. months, to have yeah. said, "Oh yeah. my God, I'm so frustrated." And Caroline would have said, yeah. "You need to tell him. Yeah. You need yeah. to tell him. Don't yeah. just say you want a holiday to the, see the Northern Lights or to Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever the hell. You know, you need to say this is the reason why you want to do this. You need to get that spark back." So I yeah. think is it very insightful of you there, Freeman. That there is a lack of Caroline as part of the reason why we've ended up where we have. Well done. Yep. Uh, can Anything I just uh, can I just say Hannah May from Leeds? Right. Curious Alice, who's the next call, is also a new caller in her, and she hit all of the beats apart from one. Uh, should we do Curious Alice now? Yes. Hello, my name's Curious Alice. I'm a first-time caller in her. I'm not on Twitter because it scares me. And uh, I've always been aware of the archers. I remember my mum when we were on holidays in France as children and uh, she would be frantically trying to tune in Radio 4 long waves so she didn't miss an episode. <laughs> uh, I first started listening around the same time that I was going through basic military training, which was at the same time that uh, Dan was going through. And my mum could draw comparisons between herself and Shula both having a child going through uh, that experience at the same time. Uh, since then, I haven't missed an episode. I have been completely hooked with the Robin Helen storyline. and My mum has filled in gaps in knowledge of Archer's past, uh, especially trying to explain how everyone seems to be related to each other. But I don't think I've quite managed to get my head around yet. Um, I listen when I'm away. Uh, even when I'm on deployed overseas, I download the omnibus and I catch up. And it keeps me sane when I've been away from home for a little bit of a while. Uh, I think the Nick storyline was incredible and done really well. Uh, add to that, the I think it was in the same week, there was a character in Call the Midwife who died of sepsis. Mm. And now I'm checking cuts and scrapes everywhere, but it was great for the archers <laughs> to raise awareness of something that I previously didn't know much of. Um, I'm quite frustrated at the moment with the fairly ham-fisted attempts to leave her in the sport relief step challenge every opportunity. Mm. Um, I think it's well-intentioned and good that they're supporting charities, but I think it's overdone. Okay, that's all I have for now. And it's a great podcast. I'm really enjoying every episode. And thank you very much. Bye. Bye, Alice. The only thing that Alice didn't do was to say uh, what Archer's vintage she was. But she went through all of the... She's a Daniel. Oh, no. She said she remembers that because... Oh, did she say she came in on that? She said she came in on that. 
Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, all right. Anyway, so, so she gets full marks. Well, she's not really a Daniel, and we've had this conversation before, Lucy. It's the difference between what storyline did you come in on and what was the character that you remember being introduced into the Archers. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because if she was a Daniel... But then that was Daniel, wasn't it? Because no. da- Daniel was silent for yonks and then he suddenly appeared as a teenager. No, that was the actor that played Daniel that wasn't the character of Daniel. Um, big difference, yeah. big difference. But anyway, there you go, yeah. Hannah May from Leeds. That's how you do it as a first-time caller in. But, but you bust your flush now. Don't criticise <laughs> Hannah May or she'll never read again. Blimey. Cut people a bit of slack. A bit of slack. Um... Uh, yes, the sport relief thing is getting right on my wick also. Mm. Alice, yes. And everybody should have a tetanus injection because I don't want anybody else getting sepsis, right? No one. That's it. Yeah. Have a tetanus. But I can't afford thing. to do it until I come back to, to the UK. And as you said, I'm an NHS tourist, so... Yeah. So. Well, you're coming back soon, aren't you? Well, yeah. And actually, I did want to say... Um, because in response to my Vicky, um, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, Lucy, and I'm throwing this out to the great Dumby Dum listenership. Um, with a bit of bit a bit of luck, I should be back for a month, kind of mid May. So round about May the twelfth, and I have spoken to Becky Wright, who played Nick Grundy, and she would like to come along and be a guest of honor. Yay! So. Um, I'll throw it out to you, Freeman, if you can speak to Derek and then Derek can speak to the BBC powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, dear listener, if you're in the London area, uh, kind of mid-May-ish, we should have a date for you in a week or so. And as I say, it won't just be uh, Lucy and I, et cetera, et cetera. We'll also have a proper bony fide archers actor who will be there as well. She need to, you know, she just needs to confirm with her people and whatever, but she says, look, she wants to do it. And then with a bit of, bit of luck, we might even get um, Lexi down as well, Anya, because she seemed to be pretty game as well. So anyway, so uh, so be warned, if you're a dum-de-dummer and you can get yourself down uh, to London, if you're in around London, around about mid-May-ish, we are trying to cook something up. Mm. <laughs> that makes us sound very suspicious. Um, should we do with a spoon now? Right, yes, because this is actually uh, quite a touching call. Here we go. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Robert, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. In this tumultuous world, more than ever, I'm grateful to be part of our Dumpty Dum community. Here's some evidence. First, Jacqueline Berteau, her lovely daughter Emily, and I had a great meetup at Norwood Club during a snowstorm. It was wonderful, better getting to know Jacqueline. More evidence, listening to Robert share memories about his mother and his sadness regarding not being with her when she passed away. Lucy reading a letter from a Dumpty Dummer about not being able to help a sister struggling with alcohol abuse, and then Lucy giving information about Al-Anon. At the same time we were listening, we posted the same letter on our Facebook page. At this point, it's reached 1,686 people, which is more people reached than any other Dumpty Dum post. 50 people have reacted to it, and many have commented on it. On Facebook and on the forum, I also shared a memory of my mother not allowing 10-year-old me to attend my grandmother's funeral. That traumatized me more than if I had attended. So let's segue Mm -hmm. back to the archers. Will William follow through on his plan not to attend Nick's funeral? My crystal ball, and I think most people, say no. 
I believe both he and Poppy will be there, and it will have been because of the intervention of Clary. I also want to again commend Emma for how she's been trying to help in the past two weeks. I think both she and William will be changed for the better, but no, I don't think there will be even a hint of an affair between them. Just a long-needed rapprochement. And again, give Will a break, fellow Dumpty Dummers. I've said it before. He is still in the early stages of mourning the unexpected death of his young wife. Well, that's it. Talk to you next week. I hope from Castle Lachlan on Lochfine, Scotland. Uh, Ray, the um, the uh, caller in the the emailer in the who um talked about um the sister who is um trying to deal with alcohol problems yeah. and that they felt that they hadn't helped. Blah blah blah. Um, we had a lot of response to that, as as with the spoon said, and um. Uh, the email Arinara got in touch again and said that um, the sister had heard that bit of Dumpty Dum when Robert and I discussed the situation and whether or not it was ever too late to try again to um, combat alcoholism. And um, the sister has said that she would like to try again. Um, she was very sort of... Um, uh, interested in it or moved by it or whatever it affected her in some way and um she is going to try again to be sober um and a lot of people sent in some useful information and personal stories and things like that so they've all been forwarded on to uh the right person so um hopefully uh the story might have a happy ending and this poor lady might um be able to change her future mm. Well, that is, you know, one of the lovely things about what we have here, isn't it? That it's all, yes, we come and we commune together because of our love of, of the archers, but but actually we're all here to to help each other and 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 to learn uh, from the storylines in the archers yeah, and, and to moan about Shula. That's also <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who's next? Oh, we have got, we've got, I don't, is this June Atkins or is this Julie Pickering? Or is it one and the same? I've got Julie Atkinson. All right, well, I'll just hit. Have I made some? Well, you know what? I'll just hit play. Hello, Royfield, Lucy and Naked Fingers. Uh, Julie Pickering here. I haven't called in for a long while, but I am still listening avidly. And uh, just like everyone else, really upset at the, the death of Nick. I felt that... Uh, there was a lot more in that character and they could have done a lot more with her. But hey-ho, we knew somebody was going to croak it and it just happened to be Nick. Um, like Roy Field and Lucy and many, many other Dumpty, Deers, Dumpty Dummers out there, I also think that Emma and Will will get back together and that will be a future plot line. And I think that if they do, mm, I, I don't know. They've been there before, but I just can kind of see it coming. But at least Emma will get her own house, won't she? She won't need to worry about <laughs> saving up the deposit because, hey, Will's uh, got his own place, so she'll get that. Um, but I was also thinking about the um, pip with Toby and Rex and the Emma, uh, Will and Ed Triangle and I think that there is a new mug possibly in that I think you should get on to it uh, Lucy and Royfield uh, a mug with the slogan I chose the wrong brother 
I think that would be a good one. I'd buy Ooh. that anyway. Okay, that's all I have to say on the matter. Doodles. That's Lillian as well, isn't it? Yes. Goodness. Yes. Ah. So, a dumpty deist, is that a dumpty dummer that believes in God? <laughs> it is, isn't it? I thought she said a, dum- a dumpty deer. I quite like the idea of everyone being dumped. Oh, what a dumpty deer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, new mugs. That, yeah, that's what we haven't done any for no, while. No, no. Well, you can need to get your get your pen out and get slogan in because you know you, you're good at that. Okay. Kind of stuff. Right. Uh, shall we go over to Maine, Portland, Maine? Why not? Da-da, da-da. All right. Hello, I am first time <laughs> caller in Boulder from Portland, Maine. You've heard from my husband in the past. Now it's my turn. Um, I know I'm a week late with this. However, just finished last week's On the Bus. And this is a wish, really not a prediction, but the deathbed confession that has Joe so upset and asking so many questions is not, repeat not, that Nick hit Matt Crawford. It is that she was a passenger in the car when Alice hit Matt Crawford, which, going out on a limb, way out on a limb, begs the question, (laughs) if she was the only witness and now she's dead, is she really dead of natural causes? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is not Twin Peaks, Boulder. (laughs) Well, I'm presuming you've now heard, Boulder, so you now know that that's bust wide open because Joe's told us what she said and she did say, it was me. Um, But Ed's trying to convince Joe that Nick hit a sheep or something like that and thought it was, thought it was Matt. Mm. Or so, which is kind of making, I can see why he's doing it. It's making Joe feel better because Joe feels terrible about it and blah, blah, blah. But yes, but no one seems to have told harassment yet. Um, but then I haven't, I didn't listen yesterday. So possibly uh, well, he did. But Joe um, seemed to go out of his way to basically tell harassment, didn't he? When he, when he, he went round there. Uh, but he didn't before, say anything. Well. He just went, ah, more evening harassment burns. <laughs> I'm just going to stand in your hallway. For no reason, and then leave again. And, and ask you questions about when Matt got run over, and have you have you got any suspects? And blah blah. He did. You know? <laughs> it's like embarrassment. You know, had had his wits about him. Because wait a minute, what did Joe just come? But well, ra- we know harassment has not got his wits about him, don't we? That, he hasn't. He hasn't got his own wits. Never mind about that him. For crying is out loud. So true. He's the dumbest policeman. I was going to say Ambridge. He's the <laughs> only policeman in Ambridge, but he's not bright, is he? No, where is the He's bunting? like the Dukes of Hazard without the IQ. <laughs> uh, Buried with Nick. She was wrapped, going to be swathed in it. Mm, most probably. Now, shall we do Blythe Spirit? Are we at the end of the calls already? Is she the last one? I think she is. We've yeah. rattled through this. Goodness. What a clip we've gone through these on. Hello, Dumpty Dump Blythe Spirit calling. Well, I haven't got to the end of the week yet. Um, but I'm still sort of reeling from Shula's big revelation. 
in which she has left Alistair and <laughs> did it in such a monumentally <laughs> insulted way that I have zero sympathy for her whatsoever. Now, the thing about Shula is that she wouldn't know passion if it smacked her on the chops. She is sanctimonious and she is absolutely first class, absolutely world class at wearing a hair shirt. Yet she complains that her husband isn't passionate enough. Now, isn't a good marriage in which companionship is at the fore and in which you have a husband who you can rely on and who you can trust and who you can love? Is that really not good enough after all those years? I honestly think that Alistair has dodged a very significant bullet. It's unfortunate that bullets taken about 25 years to reach him and whiz past his ears. <laughs> but at least he has finally dodged it and he can get on with his life with someone who does actually know how to enjoy themselves. I mm. think her request for three months off at a moment's notice was totally unreasonable. Again, the archers, I'm sorry, you're getting small business wrong. It doesn't work like that. If you have a busy practice, particularly a medical practice, and you're in partnership, you simply cannot take off a moment's notice and take that amount of time off without some detriment to the profitability and running of your business. So please, if you're going to use that as an excuse for someone to break up their marriage, at least get that right. Other than that, do we really need the shock? I don't think so. <laughs> We've, we're already dealing with Nick. We're already dealing with the fall of the House of Aldridge, which is becoming a slow car crash. Anyway, that's it from me. I hope everyone's well out in Dumpty Dumland, and I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. We haven't spoken about the Aldridges, have we, this week? No, no. It just, <laughs> Brian just makes me laugh the way he's rushing around the village frantically trying to, you know, make everyone like him. And that sort of pitiful bit in the bull when he was going, Seb, Seb, hi, Seb. I loved that. No, I don't think you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, chat. Yeah, it's all on me, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know my favourite line. Kerry is Kerry is 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 um on top of his game at the moment, writing Brian. He really is. Um <laughs> when when um Tony came and sat down with him at lunchtime and said, Oh, it's a miserable day, and Brian when it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was yeah. <laughs> when he said to Adam, What did you go and invite? Oh, hello, yeah. Tony. Come and sit down. <laughs> oh, it's just lovely, that was. As if Paul Bryan has not got enough on his plate to add Tony into the Tracy Sunshine into the mix, you know. Oh, my God. Brilliant. No, <laughs> it was. It was. And. Uh, do you know what you know that you know Helen's won this award or she's been nominated yeah. for this national food award mm -hmm. thing? I instantly I had this and I'm really it's like it's like I've thought of Voldemort now, so now it's gonna happen. But I thought, oh God, when they when they turn up the panel, Rob's gonna come back in the middle of it. I could just see it happening because it's a really no. good thing. And then something Bad. I know, I know, I know. I'm a bad person. I didn't say I was looking forward to it. I just said that's the image that immediately popped into my head. Hmm. No, we're not going to hear a Rob for at least another three, three, four years. I don't reckon. There's going, there's going to be some, really, yeah. There's going to be something when Henry's at, you know, Henry's ten or something. Not Henry. Um, Crumbs. What's his, what's his boy called? His name's escaped me for a second. 
Gideon Jack. No, Giddy Jack. Jack. There you go. When when Giddy Jack's ten or five or something or another, he's he's going to show up, isn't he? There's going to be some shadowy mm. person in the village and stuff with a big beard yeah. and, and, a, and a Mac. <laughs> 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 and he's going to yeah, he's going to turn out to be Rob Titchener, the bounder. Yeah. Huh. Oh, got any emails? Um. Yes, from Cosmo, who said, because I was getting a bit muddled last week about how William had ended up with that house. Hold on, because I've temporarily lost the document. Ah, And I think you'll find that basically I was right. It wasn't you, it was Robart, wasn't it? When Caroline no, owned the totally Dower House, Will... it was totally me oh, was from the right? week before. All right, well, shush, and then you'll find out whether you were right or not, won't you? When Caroline owned the Dower House, hmm. Will lived in the flat, which later became the Amside offices once Matt and Lillian lived there. Number one, the green was brought as an investment using the inheritance from an aunt as the deposit. Caroline left a lot of people two grand each, but she split the sum and Will and Ed got one grand each. Sorry, this is late. Still on catch up. No, 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 no. There was something else which Will got from Caroline years back because he's his godmother. We're missing out something from Caroline. I don't want to like, oh. you know, I'm not pulling Cosmo over the coals here. But I was going to say, don't be, don't be challenging Cosmo. Caroline, you better be. You Will, better be sure. I, I'm 110 percent positive. She gave him Ooh. something years back, and it was something substantial. And I, and I thought it was this granny annex or something for another. But because Car- the the whole thing was remember, Will was miffed because his godmother had given him the same as as his brother. He, he got exactly the same treatment because beforehand he didn't have. He got a great yeah. whacking start from her. Yeah. I'm telling you, Cosmo, it's, well, it's not often I pull you up on stuff, Cosmo, but I'm telling you, you've forgotten something here. Cosmo has mobilised an army of pedants who are at this moment <laughs> marching towards you, Royfield, shouting, it's not less, it's fewer, or something. So, yes. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, uh, shall now what? Shall Is it we do? Social? You are. Should we have the social now? You well, yeah. Should we have the social? Yeah, now? I heard you. I heard you the second time. Didn't have to say it a third time. Right. Right. Now, okay. so what we're going to do is we're going to have a break, and during that break, yeah. there will be a little trail for your walkie-talkie, and because uh, your last, because okay. your, your last one was rather good, wasn't it? Well, they're all actually very good. But the last one was kind of quite touching. And I found, Lucy, I found um, mm. you don't th- when you're not involved in an industry or an institution, you just don't think about it. But obviously what the army has is a whole mechanism for dealing with bereavement and loss and telling yeah. people. Yeah. And that's what I've just yeah. found so stunning, how compassionate, caring, thoughtful yeah the army actually are so listen to this week's uh or was it probably last week's now last week the latest shall we say the latest walkie talkie yeah. where lucy um speak to somebody who's experienced loss and um how they and how they cope with it yeah. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design-orientated. Studio bridge that gap while emphasizing sleek, modern Scandinavian design. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares, go to studiosweden.com which is spelled s-u-d-i-o sweden.com and simply put in the code d-t-d when purchasing a pair of headphones hi this is lucy and you're listening to walkie talkie every day i walk my dog in and around epping forest and there's a regular group of dog walkers that uh, catch up with each other and the group of us, you know, we're from all kinds of different backgrounds. The one thing we have in common is that we all have dogs, obviously. And I sort of came up with the idea of recording these conversations because there's something quite confessional about walking side by side with somebody. There's no eye contact. You can just plod along. You know the names of their dog. You quite often don't know their name. You definitely don't know their surname. And uh, it's just a very odd little hour out of the day and you can get some really startling insights into people's lives because they know that you don't have a relationship with them outside of the dog and also if things get a bit you know emotional or a bit too close you can distract yourself with whatever the dog's doing or you get quite close to people in a remote way it's an intriguing sort of mixture with people's permission obviously I started recording some of the conversations and it sort of grew and now people ask if they can come on the walk even though they don't have a dog because I think they just like the space to talk so this is walkie talkie I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in the forest (laughs) 
Good day, everyone. I'm really pleased to say that we've had a very busy week on the forum. We've um, the forum is really good for long form discussion, much more so than Facebook. Uh, so I'm really pleased to see it being used. And of course, we have some very serious topics at the moment. So absolutely perfect. If you'd like to jump on and talk to Pum uh, Purple Pumpkin, she wants to talk about Will with you. And there's a range of opinions on him. Obviously, we have disliked him for a while because he's very one-dimensional, but really significant things are happening in his life. And despite the decisions he's making, one can't help but feel uh, for him and the pain that he's going through. So if you'd like to talk to Purple Pumpkin, she has started a conversation on the forum. Also, a really lovely post from uh, Witherspoon who talks about um, not being able to go to his uh, paternal grandmother's funeral when he was younger and how that's affected him. Oh my God, RIP Nick is a very long forum thread. And again, this is uh, about people saying that they, they were just getting to know her and then she's left and a range of opinions there on Nick and her contribution to the storylines. We also had a discussion on the forum, which was cited by uh, Mike Hatton, who thinks that Shula's going to have an affair. This is another important storyline that started recently, and uh, there are a range of uh, issues. And I, the thing I found interesting was someone was suggesting Oliver, which I'm not sure about, but hey, what do I know? I don't plan the archers. And finally, on the forum, there was a discussion about who might have uh, hurt uh, Matt with their car with a nice little clip from Witherspoon, who's managed to get the clip from the actual hit and run uh, from the BBC. On the uh, on Facebook, we um, have also discussed that um, Alice said, Alistair did try really hard, but Shula was never going to be happy. And, of course, we've been watching that uh, relationship deteriorate for a very long time. So please get stuck into that thread. And I won't read that now uh, because, as well as posting up the new walkie-talkie episode, we had a very long discussion about uh, Will and his decision not to go to the funeral at this stage, although the general feeling is that he is going to be going at, uh, you know, he will be persuaded to go. Um, I must admit I have very mixed feelings about this because I feel strongly that uh, people, there is an expectation that you go to the funeral, but if that's not what you want to do, then uh, I don't think that you should be made to do it. But uh, I, that was not the popular uh, choice, let me tell you. Um, the... Pat Ralph Hanavan said, um, in this case, Nick did have a connection to the church. I understand wanting to observe a death in one's own way, but in this instance, Will is already angry that he wasn't there in Nick's last moments. I can't help thinking he'd come to regret missing her funeral, and I'm even more worried for Poppy. She's not being given a chance to take in her mum's death in her own way either. I never went to a funeral as a child, so I can't say anything about its effects on children. But I've been to lots of funerals now and have to say, a small child is a most welcome presence. They can't stay solemn for long and they're a reminder that life goes on. I hope Joe has a chat with Will. Um, Heidi Griffith said, is this an age thing? I only ask as I never went to my granddad's funeral back in 1979 when I was 11. But I know of cases where much younger children have been taken in recent years to funerals. 
Vicky Powell Friddle said, I cannot believe that Will would be so selfish. I didn't want to go to my husband's funeral, but the funeral was not just for me. It was for the whole family who were also grieving. Funerals are for the loved ones who must deal with the death. You go to show that family and friends work and stick together when times are hard. Lee Johnson said, I don't do funerals. I wouldn't go to someone I love. I tend to visit the body or do something useful, but funerals are usually ridiculous. Meg Edge, Ed Goose Clubley said, but Will is going to go to the funeral because someone is going to persuade him to go. And Elizabeth Bean said, remember, Brian wasn't going to Adam's wedding. He changed his mind at the last minute. And on the way there, he met Ian's dad, who also wasn't going. Perhaps Will may have a change of heart too. He has the right not to go to his wife's funeral if he can't face it. Look, it was a really constructive um, dialogue. I really recommend that you go and have a look at that. I'm sure it's going to be discussed this week by, um, by uh, whoever's, oh, I can't remember. I think it's Royfield and Lucy V this week and also Witherspoon. But as Witherspoon and I discussed, well, Witherspoon said this, I can't take credit, but he says that uh, Will is reacting from a point of trauma and uh, therefore he's not necessarily making decisions that he would make under other circumstances. So really, really a robust discussion on both the forum and Facebook this week and really appreciate you uh, getting involved. Uh, it does make those of us who maintain the page the pages feel as though it's all worthwhile. Um, so ask you to continue to do that, please, and let's see what the artists have in store for us this week. And until next time, as Australians say goodbye, I will say hooroo. Thank you for that, Miss Bell. Uh, Lucy, uh, can you hit us with some spectacular tweets of the last seven days? You know, when I talk about walkie talkie, say that it's awesome. Yeah. And basically I'm bigging you up. Yeah. Why do you never say, oh, by the way, people listen to Royfield's Mid-Atlantic or anything else that he does? Because I never know when you're still doing it or when you're not. And anyway, this whole thing is rife with adverts for your things anyway. That's harsh, Lucy. No, I mean, that's very harsh. I mean, quite rightly. That's very harsh. But wait a minute. But like, there's an advert for your thing, Mm. right? Which you did. Produced by you. But I still, but I still, but I still basically queued it up by telling people about the content of your podcast. Right. Yes. Why do you never, you know, return the compliment? Please listen. Because to you never listen. Royfield. Because you never listen to my stuff. That's what <laughs> I want people to realise. <laughs> never, ever listen to a fig that I do. Anyway, tweet to the last seven days. Get on with it. Sean <laughs> um, <Sure>. Notley <laughs> said, I don't know how this conversation started, but she ended up tweeting, yeah, Jolene is definitely a thong girl. Country thongs, mainly. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Elizabeth Bang said, oh, I'm imagining the quiet turmoil in the late middle-aged marriages of Middle England as they listen to Shula and give the radio an awkward side eye. (laughs) Um, (laughs) David Absalom said about uh, Will not going to the funeral. Well, that's a relief. Will's the only person who can actually bring a funeral crowd down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, St- Stephanie Migo said 
All things bright and beautiful is a bit jaunty for a funeral, isn't it? May as well bring Nick in with a George Clinton funk track. (laughs) 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 And and Matt Underwood managed to sum up an entire week of the Archers in one tweet at the funeral. Alan. And we should all just take a moment to remember the sports relief app, which Nick loved so much. (laughs) 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 Yes, that's it. (laughs) Oh, well done. Well done. Right, uh, let's, uh, we're starting to wind things down, folks. So uh, this is the time when I say, go on to dumdum.com, go there, it's got sharps, gold sorts, uh, go buy yourself a t shirt, a mug with our logo on or with a slogan on. But Lucy's going to do some more new ones. And also, you can go on to uh, dumdum, you go on to tractor, and you see the map. And the map has got, like, you can pin yourself to it. its big map of the world. Oh, that reminds me, talking about maps. I did say a couple of weeks ago uh, that Map Corner was going to come back, and it is. But here's the thing, folks, when it's when I get round to doing dum dum or prepping for dum dum there's like a thousand and one things for me to do. I've got to get the calls, got to maybe edit them down a little, et cetera, et cetera. Then I've got to look through me, me Twitter timeline for all the maps. If you could just do hashtag map corner. Right. So hashtag map corner whenever you send me a link for a map then i can just search for that hashtag and then i'll have them all there then map corner will will be back with us next week and i think we'll just do it once a month or something or another there you go hashtag map corner all right don't forget uh we are going to we're trying to put together a dum dum for about the middle of may um so um keep kind of the middle of may free if you can keep such a large area in your diaries free try and do that and uh hopefully you'll see becky right uh lucy yeah. uh do you want to read the bit in red um it's not here right uh right well i suppose we did have it at the start of the show yeah exactly. really? <laughs> see jan from Cannes done my bit so i don't need to do it now Awesome. Uh, on the socials, you can find us where specifically we are Dumdy Dum on Twitter. So it's at Dumdy Dum for the Royfield and the Lucy at Lovin. And a special mention goes out to uh, to our yokel bear just at the moment because we love him, don't we, Lucy? We do love him a lot. We love him a lot. All right. And uh, also, you can join uh, me on Facebook where, oh God. Also, you can join me on Twitter where I'm at Royfield and my podcasting wife is at lucy v freeman on facebook um you can go join in on uh the fun and uh things are a little bit more meaningful i.e people talking about their siblings overcoming alcoholism and getting support by going on to facebook and joining in with uh, the dumby dum uh crew there hmm loose yeah send me away with either a smile on my face or a meaningful thought? Uh, Finsbury Park backwards is crappy Rob Sniff. That's the meaningful <laughs> thought. <laughs> but it's not, though, is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. You're dyslexic. You probably look at it and read it as crappy rub sniff. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? 
Yeah. Is that as, as profound as you can get? as I get. There used to be, there was a listener once that emailed in saying that the best bit of the show for them was actually when we says that's it was all over. So should we stop recording we used to talk now about and then carry on? For 40 <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> all right, then. Well, I suppose that's right. the last week in Ambridge. Yeah. All right, then. All right. Okay. Right, smashing. All right. Um, All right, then, um, Mr. Mr. Cartwright. Oh, I do have something to say. Yes, James Cartwright. Uh, Harrisman. Oh, him. Yes. Um, mm. Cannot come on the show because he is very, very busy and important. And he's doing pilots for TV things and things like that. So he's going to call me when he has got some time and then we will do an interview. So we're just going to have to wait, I'm afraid. Hmm. Well, whilst we're on that, folks, um, next month, if you're a Patreon or a PayPal supporter of the podcast, you'll have an interview with our Annabelle Dowler, a.k.a. Uh, Kirsty Miller. I've got a horrible feeling she's going to lose Philip to Shula. Oh, God, no. No. Well, I know who I'd rather have. Exactly. Why would you? Yeah. But he just seems Unless to have a weird we... fondness for Shula. That is true. Oh, crumbs. Mm. And by the way, what actually has happened to Dr. Locke? I don't know. Didn't you know, Elizabeth just say, we're just putting this on hold? She didn't. Yeah. Say, she said, I'm kind of up for the idea, but just give me a little bit of time yeah, to breathe. I'm not ready. Yeah. And, and, so, and by the way, exactly can you go happened? mute and leave the village for the next nine months? <laughs> well, the pair of them have done that. Yeah, I've too much other than the, the pit pregnancy. How long is she away recently. for? She's going for three months, isn't she? <laughs> Who's fat ass? Shula. You know they've always got big corduroy bomb bums, haven't they? Horsey people. Mm. And lots of cream cardigans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How many I cream cardigans do you have? You're from the Shires. I have no cream cardigans, I'm very pleased to say. I have no really? loofers either, no. Yeah, you've got a nice little tweed set, though. I haven't. Have you not? No. You've got all Londonified since you've gone to Walthamstow. Yes. Or you have. Oh, all right. So, Jack, <laughs> she's going away for three months. When's she going? Because all these men have got to come back, haven't they, to... So that she can have affairs with them all. It's no good mm. them all turning up now when she's not here. Pointless, mm. that is. Pointless. I really think, right, I know I've said this before in the show, but we've seen affairs before and all that malarkey and marriage breakdowns, blah, 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 yawn, 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 right? But it's the stuff of life. So mm. I'm not saying it's a trope, it's just life. It, mm. it happens. But what would be great is if it was a messy, confused, complicated, i.e. pretty normal now, mm. breakup. Mm. I.e. they break up, Alistair gets on with things. Yeah. Then she comes back, they spend two nights together, he thinks it's all back on, then it's off and all that Exactly. Stuff. That's yeah. what we want yeah. to see because that's what happens in real yeah. life. Yeah. You know, that, that hard and fast line yeah. Hardly exists anymore, let alone no. in a bloody village. I no. thought. 
Yeah. yeah, let's have Shula staying over a night, you know, yeah. Alice and then breaking off with his new one or being confused. Yeah, thinking let's it's all back on. Of... Jim yeah, getting involved and shouting the odds. Ooh, juicy. Like Alistair that. shouted, leave it, Jim, she ain't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Except you'd say it in Latin. <laughs> leave us it. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, that's for random, right. She wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Freeman. There you go. So there you go, listener. You've got you got you got your wish. Here's the best bit of the show. Yay. All <laughs> right. Turned off about twenty minutes ago. All right. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was good at the end. Well done, you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.